It's been a hoot. <laughs> hoot hoot. Hello and welcome to the How to Hobby Podcast. I'm your host, John Power, bringing you another episode tonight with my thrilling co-host, Sean Bennett. We're on episode 63, and tonight it's going to be another Building Blocks special. This is actually a super special one because it's going to be an introduction to endurance athletics and how you build up, how you build up to be the best at your craft of your of your choice which is the best thing about this segment and uh so so we're really excited to bring this sean how, how are we doing tonight you have some big things going on in your own personal life i do I'm, I'm doing good tonight i do i'm moving into a new apartment this weekend so i got my rooms currently in shambles as i'm trying to get prepped for that but we're, we're getting there we're getting there but i'm coming <laughs> off coming off a really good weekend uh, you oh. know, I got to, I did an outdoor survival course on Saturday out in Julian with Fieldcraft Survival. And it was at nice. uh, the ranch in Julian where they were also having an archery competition. And I actually got to meet Jocko Willink, which was pretty neat. Uh, he's a pretty cool dude in person um, and spent a little bit of time talking with him, got a picture. That was really cool. Did, and he, doing... did he almost kill you? He did not, but we did do the classic picture where he's like holding his fist up. It was, it's hilarious. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I like the picture. Um, but yeah, I'll have to post that. Uh, yes. Up definitely on my post Instagram. that. Um, post that then, up. Yeah. And then just survival course there, you know, doing a lot of uh, navigating with a compass and doing tourniquet application, trauma med, things like that. And then uh, my dad and I did a gun show on Sunday out in El Cajon, and that was a blast. And, I just awesome. had a lot of stuff. I put my name in. I'm hoping I'm going to win something here coming oh. this weekend. <laughs> so we'll what, see. What, but, what kind of gun are we talking about? Uh, so they had a, a couple of pistols up, and then they had some you know, coupons for gunsight training, which is a training here in San Diego. It's a full three-day class. It's like a $1,300 value that they're raffling off. Um, so they're going to announce it at uh, this weekend's Gun Owners Radio session. So it's Saturday, Sunday nights. Uh, so I'm going to hopefully hear my name called out on that one uh awesome. but yeah so coming off a good weekend how about you man uh I, i'm doing great man I, my buddy actually just won a year supply of ice cream what? Uh, from from hammonds and that reminded me of your winning story so good luck on that Thank i you. can't believe that my buddy literally he he won ice cream from this ice cream shop for a year i mean he can walk in whenever he wants and gets free ice cream how cool. awesome is that it's down the street from his house too Ooh. so Unreal. They opened in North Park. If you're a San Diego uh, fellow, I think, I think it's actually H- Hammonds or something. I I don't know. I, I feel like it's a. It, I could probably figure it out here. Real well, quick, there, but... well, there's Hammonds. There's Handles. Oh, uh, it's Handles. That's Handles. What it... Yep. Handles has some of the best ice cream in San Diego. What? And he has it for for a year. That's I mean, insane. This is... And because their stuff's not cheap either, so that that's they... that's some money right there. So they opened it in um, in North Park, this new or University Heights, mm-hmm. and apparently the first th- like fifteen hundred people that came through that day on the grand opening got free ice cream for a year. That's crazy. So yeah, go to things and be the first, I guess. Um, anyway, I don't know where it is, Sean. Maybe you know the address and you can post it for the San Diego listeners out there that want to try it and wish they got free ice cream. But I do have a story, Sean. I was actually able to complete another year of the port to port listeners who have been around for a while have probably heard me talk about it. Uh, this year I was able to, on Saturday, you were out there meeting Jocko. I was on the road, uh, riding around like a maniac and, uh, we, we did it listeners. We got another hundred mile ride done in a day, which is really exciting. Three years in a row. So I'm feeling pretty good. And I think, we have, we have, we can do more, Sean. This is, it's a good feeling when you know that you have more in the tank. Oh yeah. So, um, I'm feeling pretty good about that. And it, it was a, you were there on Saturday. It was kind of a misty day. I don't actually, I don't know if it was East. east. So East, East, East and Julian it actually ended up being about 82 degrees and sunny. So it was, mm. it was actually pretty, it was hot enough in my car 
that my phone holder sticky was coming off the dashboard because it was getting the sticky oh, was, no. adhesive was coming off. But once I drove inland back home, that's when it got that misty. You know, I mean, okay. I mean, for anyone from San Diego, our May gray hit really hard this year. Uh, we actually had no full sun days in the entire month of May. It's like the first time in a few years that. it's happened. Uh, we had less than like 54% sun or 47% sun throughout the entire month. Uh, so it's been really weird and gloomy and kind of rainy in San Diego. So, but I would imagine, is that good weather? Or is that bad weather for, for riding um, a bike? So it's great, except for when it's actually misting. Ah, um, yeah. I was extremely wet to start the day off and that's not necessarily great for both the bike and I mean, the bike is fine, but your gear train, I mean, depending on what kind of lube you have on your chain, it can got to be a little weird. Now mm -hmm. I already have to, I had just tuned it up. It was great. And then the mist struck and I run a dry lube because that's what you need to do out here in Arizona. But, uh, when it's wet, it doesn't work as well. So mm -hmm. go figure. Um, but yeah, it just, just was a little, like you get all the droplets on your helmet and like hanging off your sunglasses and just kind of, it was soppy. It was like a, like being licked by a wet dog for the first three <laughs> hours. So it was okay, but, um, it ended up, we, we pushed through and, uh, and completed the ride. So that's, that's a big, that's a big win. And I can't wait because tonight's going to be all about, this exact thing, how you yep. plan your endurance and or build up to your end endurance athletic events that again, listeners, you can plan and do yourself. This is an unsanctioned event. This is something I just have been doing with a group of people for a number of years. It started off very casual and now I've just been pushing and ticking up every year to kind of see what I can do. And, and it's been really fun to do. Because again, you don't have any pressure and it's very low cost. I mean, I procure all of my nutrition supply leading up to the event, uh, you know, throughout the months prior, and then I'm all set to go. And I barely, you know, I barely spend any money. I spend money to go to get gas, to go to San Diego. Then I spend money on the few meals that I have in the day. But for the most part, I just have, I'm on the bike anyway. So it's not like mm -hmm. you're sitting there and having a... Uh, an amazing dinner or something. Well, dinner was actually good. I had two dinners. Ooh. <laughs> um, so anyway, before we dive into that, listeners, that and more, uh, we are going to dive into our favorite thing, which is social media. I actually was posting actively throughout the ride on the Instagram this time, and this is something we're going to be doing uh, moving forward. So if we have things that are happening in real time, we're going to be bringing you along for the ride. We want to start including you guys, being better with our Instagram. So at How to Hobby Podcast on Instagram is where you can find that. And I I don't know if you still have access to the to the stories, but I think we can probably make a folder or something mm -hmm. and and you can relive the journey with me. Uh, there's a couple funny ones on there where I'm like I had just done Tory Pines at mile ninety and that's that's no that's matter a who you are. That's a beast of a hill. <laughs> that's a beast of a hill. And um, and so that's fun to watch back. And man, when you're huffing and puffing, that hill, it doesn't matter who you are, that hill makes you uh, little um, because you're just not ready. Your your system, no matter how finely tuned it is, you're, you're going to be huffing and puffing. And people are going to be looking at you like, what's that guy doing? Oh my gosh, is that a bike rider? Oh yeah, it is. Oh, oh, leave him alone. He's really dying. <laughs> that's that's kind of the commentary you hear on your way up. I went up the um, the glider port way, so the oh, outs, okay, okay. through yep. the state park. Yeah, that's the way I go because it's it's just harder, and I like a little bit of a challenge. So um, a little bit, just a little challenge. <laughs> it's also funny. It really is funny to hear that commentary as you're going up because mm -hmm. you're passing people. They're walking up this really, I'm mean, the grade. It's like a 15% grade. And so you're, you know, passing these people and it's just so funny seeing their faces. And uh, anyway, you're suffering and, uh, it's just a good time. So that's the Instagram and a little bit of a bonus. We also have a Gmail account where you can get in touch with us. If you want to let us know how we're doing, if we're your favorite podcasters, we hope we are. 
you can let us know. And that's howtohobbypodcast at, at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, any feedback as well. Constructive criticism. We welcome that too. Um, and then we do have our, our favorite thing, our, our beloved website, howtohobbypodcast.com. And we've been putting good content on there for a while so you can go and find out a little bit more about us. I think that's it, Sean. So we're going to dive into tonight's main event, the one yeah. that everybody's been waiting for. Oh, yeah. So let's let's do it. All right. So uh, tonight we're going to do things a little different for the, the longtime listeners. John has this innate skill just to be really good at leading the podcast and hosting it. But I'm going to I'm going to try it tonight. We're going to see what this is like, because this is John and I are lucky enough to that a lot of our hobbies correlate with each other. They cross over. And it allows us to to hang out, talk, and do this podcast. But there are certain areas where John is an expert in one thing, and I'm an expert in other, and maybe we don't have the same interests. Like I zero interest in becoming an endurance athlete, whereas John, this is this is a big part of his life. This is a big thing that what he does. So we're gonna do it a little different tonight, where uh, I'm gonna be supporting a friend of mine in a hobby that I have. I have no knowledge of, and we're going to ask him some questions and we're just going to go through and we're going to use this as a tool to help anybody out there who either wants to get into this, learn some tips and tricks from John and anyone who maybe doesn't, but you have friends or family that are into this. Maybe you can ask them some of these same questions and, and see what their answers are like and, and see, send us some emails and say, Hey, you know, my brother does this. This is something he recommended that you do. And we can definitely give you a shout out. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get started with kind of what is endurance athletics. It's kind of a big term. Like, what does it really mean? What are we going to talking going to be talking about tonight? So, John, can you do me a favor and kind of give us some examples of what endurance athletics means to you and and like what it really is? I I would love to, Sean. So so listeners, this is this is the way we got to start this because this is a very specific discipline and. There's a number of ways you can skin the cat here. I mean, in almost every athletic genre, I'll call them a genre, you can you can find endurance. And and endurance, in my mind, I'll go through the big four tonight for you. And these are going to be um, ones that we've covered in the past. So biking, bicycle, riding a bicycle for a set amount of time between 60 and 120 miles in a single day up to 200 miles is what I would consider an endurance challenge on the bicycle. Another one that I would consider endurance athletics and fall in that category is doing something high altitude and long length like Mount Whitney or some of our longer hikes in the U.S. or around the world doing uh, hardcore mountaineering. Those are some endurance related events that you need a lot of uh, a lot of experience to do, and generally these things do take more experience because if you do it wrong, you can injure yourself. And we're going to try and give you some building blocks along the way tonight to help you avoid injuring yourself. Because again, this is a building blocks episode, just like we've been doing the second quarter, and we want to provide you with the steps and leave you the opportunity to reach out. If you have questions regarding how you should start, please send us an email. We'll, we'd love to get back to you. Uh, another one would be anything running related that's of the length of a marathon or more. Uh, and and then there's, of course, the cross-disciplinary, like an Ironman. That's an endurance athletic event. Um, and then some people love swimming. I can't really speak on this, but I know there are people out there that do crazy swims like the Alcatraz 500. It's got some number associated where you swim from Alcatraz to one of the the local land masses there in San Francisco Bay or an island island swim. Those are endurance athletic events. So that, that kind of sets the table here and what we're kind of talking about. And, and that will shape the way I'm going to talk about this topic because it's, it's all about doing something, taking what you would maybe do in a morning on a Saturday and doing it all day long and yeah, seeing yeah. what you can do with that. 
Exactly. Now, when you say a 60 to 120 mile bike ride, I want to make sure that the listeners understand, because I don't think you said the distance of your port to port. If they haven't listened before, can you give me an idea of how many miles was your port to port bike ride and how long did it take you? Yeah, yeah. So this year I ended up doing 108 miles over nine hours of time total, give or take. I I need a, I'm actually listeners. By the time you're listening to this on Friday, this coming Friday, uh, I will have posted the Instagram about the stats of my of my my uh, effort I did on Saturday. So you can actually see and go in there and and double check my numbers. But yeah, it was it was about nine hours of time. Now the thing about the port to port that's unique, and again, these this is even a building block in itself, listeners. It's, it's a more, I meet people and this is something that I've been doing with a group of people for, I think this is my seventh year doing this. And again, I started smaller. I started doing 60 on Friday and then 60 the next day. So 120 total over two days, which was a lot, but, um, not a hundred in a single day. And, and so, you know, that was, that kind of set the the springboarded me into the ring of trying to do more and more. Um, but again, this is more of a casual ride actually. So by noon this time or lunchtime, I had done, actually it was about 1130. I started at 612 AM in Claremont and by 1130, I was in Carlsbad just outside of Oceanside and I had done 70 miles. So that, that gives you an idea of kind of where I was at. And then from there, I took the rest of the the day to get to the hundred. So I only did 38 more miles the rest of the afternoon. So if that mm-hmm. gives you an idea, if I would if I would have kept going at the pace I was on from the morning, I you know, I probably would have been at 140, 150 miles. And hint hint, we'll see where I go from here later on. But um this you can also enjoy the process, listeners, of of developing these events. And so it was a more social afternoon, less intense and more stopping. Yep. I, I think that it's that it's so hard for me to comprehend getting on a bike and riding that many miles. And I think that it's sometimes hard for a lot of other people to wrap their head around too. Because theoretically, I mean, you're thinking of, you know, a two hour drive time to go the same miles that you, the mileage that you went and you're just using the power of your legs. I think that is insane to me and i i can't wait to learn more about like what got you to this step in your life to be able to do this and what you know what piqued your interest so we're going to go through you know our normal format last building block episodes we have our keys to success then we're talking about some of our tools current and all-time favorites so the keys that we're going to talk about tonight with john are specifically day of nutrition training and how to get yourself ready for it Pushing yourself once you hit that wall that we all know you have, and then how to prep with good sleep to make sure you have the energy. So we're going to go through each of these and uh, just kind of ask John like what what these keys are for him. So it's crazy when you're keys. when you're talking about day of nutrition, I would imagine you know not only is nutrition leading up to this during your training period, which I think we'll probably talk about then, but day of nutrition's got to be really important too because you need to make sure that you're getting the carbs and the vitamins and the nutrients that you need, but also not being too full. So walk me through your day of nutrition plan. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, this is taking me uh, a number of years listeners to develop. I'm still working on it. This is like one of my favorite things about doing this because you can always improve your nutrition no matter what. And I do it in every facet, every hobby that I'm working in, I'm kind of applying the same framework but I, depending on the level of activity, you need to tailor it. And that's kind of the key. You, you know, you learn more about yourself through these every time you do it, what works, what doesn't. I will say this year, I was, I, at, up to this point, it's been the most successful I've been at my nutrition. Because I think, you know, again, you do, this is my third year doing a century. And you just learn each time what your body needs better. Uh, and so I've, I've really, but, it, but it's kind of the full spectrum, Sean. It's actually, you know, you need water, you need salt, you need food. And then you mentioned the carbs. 
so you know that's that's kind of food carbs um but you know this is i was just talking to somebody about this i think there's actually sort of this phenomenon in exercise right now that's kind of foreign to me and i want to i want to dispel any any uh thoughts regarding it up front because i i personally i don't agree that this is the right way to go in about this so if you're doing casual athletics listeners do what you want to do don't don't give your body nutrition lose weight do do all of those things but when you're doing a endurance event like this don't hurt yourself if you do not give yourself proper nutrition and it's going to feel weird because you're going to be eating every single hour and guess what you need it because the only way to avoid injury in this field when you're doing an eight hour total event is giving yourself nutrition but in the Western culture, I think we've developed this idea that, oh, well, if I want it, like, oh, trust me, I've got enough nutrition stored up right here. So I'm just going to go out there and hit it. Well, maybe you do, but I'll guarantee you that the moment you hit out there and you get to hour three and you didn't take anything, your body is going to start going, I'm I'm gassed. Where is, where is the food? I need... Yeah. And so that I just want to upfront kind of give this is a different identity of of exercise and and athletics here. It's well, this, not like this, this is an area of life where you see the true essence of food as fuel. I think that inherently food is fuel and it's it's what we need to to eat to survive. But a lot of us see food as I want to eat, I love to eat like me. I mean, I struggle with that on a daily basis, but when you were doing events like this, you're not, I mean, you're probably enjoying what you're eating, but you're not eating for pleasure. You are eating for the fuel that it's giving you. And if you don't have that fuel, your body is going to start having to process itself to be and able to give you good. that fuel. And like, yes, you know, like me, I have a lot of, you know, some, I got some layers on me, but you know, there's more than just fat that you need to operate. You need the proteins, the salts, the the vitamins, the nutrients, everything that you need. And if you start, if you don't give your body that, it's going to start pulling it from somewhere else. It's going to start degrading muscles. It's going to start degrading anything, sucking water out. You're yep. uh, you're going to have a trouble, hard time processing all of the sweat that you're trying to get out. So, you know, this is not eating to eat. This is not eating because you like it this is if you don't if you don't <laughs> forcing eat, yourself to eat you're gonna have a problem so it's it's there's even uh science to it which i'm curious there, to get your opinion on that there there is and it's i i've done so i and i i was a little harsh listeners i don't want to i don't want to make you feel bad i have done it the other way and i so i'm speaking from experience my first time i did like a 60 mile ride I was a poor college kid and had no money to afford any type of... I came in there with like a protein bar. <laughs> and let me tell you where I ended up. I ended up on the side of the road, cramping on the upstroke and the dam, on the downstroke. Both sides of my muscle were cramping. And I had to call my buddy, my buddy's dad, to give me a ride up to his house <laughs> so that I could get a ride home. So that is where I found myself. I don't want you to go through that. It's 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 an unfortunate experience. And again, I was naive. I had no idea that that's what happens when you're. I was just like, I'm young. I could totally do this. I I'm just gonna go. Yeah, I could have went and got more food, but no, I can do this. So I don't want you to end up there, listeners. Um, so we'll we'll dive into more of that, Sean. I think I'll give a number of products, listeners, that I really highly recommend. Um, and I think the the beauty of this is you're gonna just have to go for it, and take a a more, bring more than less approach is the the important part. I usually have a number of snacks and things that I didn't eat, and that's okay. Um, but I've been using a few things here that I I do want to highlight. Element, which is a um, a salt potassium mix drink mix that you can put in water. It's got stevia, but you can also, if you don't like that, you can go with just the raw salt powder. Um, I highly recommend that because, again, sometimes you need just salt 
and you're kind of over food and that, and that's okay. You, but you need, I think to be honest, Sean, I think that's the key to avoiding injury, mm-hmm. Actually, especially when you're talking about using one specific muscle group over a long period of time. Cause I've done this in the past and my legs have been the thing that have shattered first. Yep. This year I woke up on Sunday morning and had no pain. Wow. No pain. So I literally was walking around. I mean, and that's, to me, that's a huge, I mean, that's what I'm telling you that the power of nutrition, it's not a, it's not a minute thing. It's not a a minimal detail. It's like the whole battle. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't even, I was able to get into a car and drive back to Arizona five hours and have no problems doing it. Like that, that's a huge win for me as a, well, an endurance athlete. And I'm yeah. happy to report it. I'm actually quite proud. <laughs> that's impressive because my question was going to be, how did you feel the next day? So I'm very <laughs> impressed that you, you were able Sorry. to wake up. I'm leading, I'm leading the witness. <laughs> if it were me, I don't think I'd be able to move for a week. But now I'd imagine that not only does the nutrition play in, because definitely you need those salts when you're going to be sweating. Whether it's cold or not, you're going to be sweating. You're going to be losing electrolytes. You need to make sure you're getting those in. And also doing a... a healthier way of getting salts rather than just saying oh, i'll just eat a bunch of pepperoni or i'll eat a pizza you know <laughs> like you're actually doing it intentionally i think that that's really smart but i would imagine that in combination with having the right nutrition and making sure like being able to say the next day your legs are okay is saying that you took the time to train your body and your mind to be able to handle something like this so i'm curious in the other key the next key what what was your training process like for this or what has it been in the past? Maybe, maybe I want to hear this year. Cause you, you, you've done this your third year now. So you know what you're looking forward to, but also the year, the first year before you did this, what, how has your training program changed or is it the same? Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty much the same, Sean. Uh, great questions tonight. And I think it's, it's just, it comes down to what do you like listeners? You, you may have hobbies that you just feel like click with you. For me, and I've expressed this in the past when we talked about cycling, for me, riding a bike just clicks. I My body is getting... Now, again, I built it up. I have been riding my bike now for five years straight. I've been putting in three an average of 3,000 miles a year on my bicycle. When I was in San Diego, I was riding 100 miles to work every week just, just riding to work. That was, mm-hmm. didn't even include any additional extracurricular rides. I mean, and that's, so again, there's a couple things that go into that. You think, oh, well, it's just riding to work. Well, I'm, I'm bringing a work bag. I have clothes associated and, and food and things that are in that work bag. It weighs, it weighs something. I'm, I'm wearing, in a lot of cases, when I'm going to work, if it's a colder month, I'm wearing jeans. You know, the... There's a lot of things that some people, this is where people go, oh, that's crazy. I would never do that. But for me, it works. And it's happened to, it It actually has created an unbelievable training routine because when I get on my bike and I'm unladen, I don't have like a full, you've seen my work bag, Sean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like, I've, I've, I highly recommend it. Mission, the, the Rummy work bag, or uh, it's a messenger bag. I've talked about in the past, great bag, but it, it weighs, uh, I, I've actually never weighed it. It definitely weighs probably between 12 and 15 pounds when I've got everything on. So I'm, I'm doing that all the time. And then I'm training my, <laughs> when you're riding in jeans, that is not my chamois. Like I have mm-hmm. no padding. So when you talk about consistency and being able to like handle, cause that's a whole other thing, like saddle, saddle comfortability Mm-hmm. is another big one for people when they talk about doing this. I can't sit on a bike for eight hours is what, you know, I hear. And I go, well, I can because I've been riding in jeans for the last five years <laughs> every single day of the week. And so those things add up just by, it's not even, it's not even like I'm doing it for a purpose more or less. Again, in that sense, it's just, I'm doing it to get to work. And then through that, it has given me a result of, uh, much more durability overall. Like my body, again, when I, when I take all that stuff off and I actually put on my cycling bib 
and I just have a jersey on, oh man, I'm like flying. Because you, you've been you've been practicing with weights essentially is what you're doing. So you're, I you're have like you're, a weight belt. <laughs> exactly, you've got a weight belt, and then all of a sudden now you're just doing you know free body in the gym. Like it's 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 smart. I mean that's what the military guys do with rucking. They pack their backpacks as heavy as they possibly can, and then go walk for twenty miles because when it comes off, they're now prepared to walk thirty miles because they have the strength to do twenty with a fifty pound backpack on. So. I think that that's cool. That's a, a neat thing I wouldn't have really thought about, you know, that riding to and from work is providing that much of a training tool. But I think that's neat. Well, um, I, I equate it to actually uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, capsule training and negative in like uh, 50 <laughs> times gravity or 10,000 uh-huh. times gravity. I'm, I'm in there on my my hands and knees, like doing the, the, the finger push ups <laughs> and I've got the weight of the world coming down on me. Um, that's my nerdy, but to be, to be really, uh, I, to continue the trend when you, when I put on my work bag with to this morning, I rode in with my laptop on my back and my lunch. And I had a kombucha because I like kombucha and the kombucha was like, literally, sometimes you just can't pack the bag comfortably. Uh And it was like in my spine as I'm (laughs) riding and I'm going, see, this is it. This is so painful. And and yet when I when I get this off, I'm gonna be like, all right, another another couple couple twenty miles or whatever that that gave me tenacity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the the if I can handle the pain, I can handle it without the pain even more. That's, <laughs> that's right. And those uh, work laptops, you know how heavy they're. Oh, they're like, good that, lord. That itself is like twenty pounds. hundred percent. This is the heaviest work laptop I've ever had. It's it's a brick, and I I hate lugging my backpack on. Is so it a Dell? It is, yeah. It's a Dell uh, ThinkPad, so the the brick. It's a it's a uh, uh, engineering laptop. So yes, it's got like thirty two gigs. Of, yeah, the precision got like thirty two gigs RAM. Oh yeah. Oh yep. yeah. Oh, the I know. Weighs, I know like, it well. Hundred pounds, <laughs> dude. So that yeah, that's that's the key, listeners. Yeah. Put yep. your work laptop on and ride with that, and you'll get a lot better. <laughs> oh yeah, you'll you'll be ready for anything. So speaking <laughs> of like hitting that point where. Maybe maybe it's your tush that's hurting from riding the bike so long, or maybe it's that your legs are starting to get tired, your legs are cramping, or or whatever it is, you're getting tired. Maybe uh, just just generally tired. What what do you do? What's I guess what's it like to hit that? Well, I'm gonna call it a wall. I don't know if it's a wall for you, but hit that wall of realizing that you now need to push yourself a little bit harder. You're starting to feel the fatigue set in. And then, you know, how do you prepare your mind for knowing that's going to be coming and then embrace it when it happens? Does that make sense? It does. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, Sean, I think I think desert training has been huge for me. So I'll, I'll, I'll kind of tether it here. That was sort of silly, listeners. I mean, honestly, it's a huge part of what's made me um, where I'm at. But I again, I did this last year, Sean and you were a part of this, I did the seven week challenge where I was doing a hundred miles a week. And so for a seven week block, I did 700 miles and that was my goal. And I did that as a mix of, um, riding to work and then additionally doing weekend rides Mm -hmm. in the heat. And when you ride in the heat of summer here, it is a different beast entirely. I mean, you really need to, that is what has changed my mindset to to really i think make me believe that i can handle anything because if i can handle a desert headwind in a hundred and five degree weather with the sun beating down on me and it feels good then that means i'm getting somewhere and honestly that's where i have started to come to where once you start tethering yourself to this type of athletics and, and for me, it's so comfortable being on the bike that even in the midst of those situations where I'm getting the sun beating down on me, I've got the headwind coming in, I somehow find this place of like Zen and I can just focus on, I let my mind wander, which is another big thing. This is really mindfulness at work. And, and we talked about in Q1 of this year, we talked about mindfulness, how important it is to have things that let your mind go free. This is my time to let my mind go free. And I do that when I'm having some of my toughest moments. 
Now, I did this last ride. You're kind of hinting at when, when do these moments come? At around, I would say, mile 95, I stopped eating because I knew we'd be getting to our final pizza port and ending for the day. And so I made the choice that the decision to, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to tune back the consumption of like consistent cow. Like I'm going to, I'm going to stop the drip because mm-hmm. when you're in the midst of the activity and you're going to be going all day, you're pretty much eating. I eat every hour to hour and a half. I'm giving mm-hmm. myself, I would say a minimum of a hundred calories, a max of like 200 calories every hour. Um, and that can be in, in liquid. You, you switch it up is what I say, listeners. Like do things that you like, um, but I usually do a mix of hard bars, actual fruit. Like I started the day off with an apple. Um, I had a couple of mandarins with me because again, it's just a quick pop. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's what, to, to get the job done within that hour of nutrition you need, it can be a mix of electrolyte and the classic soccer snack. Oh, I'm just going to take some nuts or, oh, I'm going to take, um, a, just a little Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the things that can get you through. Now, as you up the effort, like we went East this time, Sean. So instead of just staying the whole time on the coast, which is pretty level, we went East and got altitude. Okay. So once you start climbing listeners, that's an, that's a whole other level. You're going to have to up the calorie intake because that is when I start to feel the legs and the lactic acids start to build up. And that's when I hit my red line for this ride, which if you've never redlined listeners, it's quite an interesting experience when your body is tuned up. Because when I redline, I can feel my entire body start to almost like seize up. Mm. And it comes from a, like your heart starts just, you feel all this pressure. And then like this time, like my entire body just got very almost. Yeah. I mean, it was sort of like, it's a, it's a strange level of pain. It's not like, ow, that hurts. It's just like, oh wow, that is absolute maximum. And that's an interesting feeling to get to. And, uh, it's also known as bonking, but that's like where, you know, when you're in a race, you hit, you're hitting as hard as you can. You're putting out as many watts as you can and your body cannot go any any farther you've hit your ceiling i've learned a new term i like that bonking bonking so uh yeah my red line this time listeners was at 188 bpm uh so and my average heart rate during the entire day was around 130 and again I'll, i'll share these stats um with you but yeah pushing yourself again it's different for everybody, but I like to just push myself. So if it's a hill, I'm going to hit it. Like if I'm in the midst of doing something like this, I'm going to continue to push mm-hmm. and continue to like crank the gears. I'm not out there to just on an effort or a day like this where I'm devoting myself to an activity. I'm not out there for to just, ah, uh, I'll just not really do this. I'm committed and I'm going to, once you get your engine going, that's the best part about endurance athletics because you're in the zone and you can just push and push and push and push and until your body starts to break down, which at 95, I was close to the end. Like I said, I had stopped taking nutrition and I actually had to take some more because I started to like physically shake. Like it was mm-hmm. like, okay. You just did Tory Pines. I understand you don't want to like, you're going to have another dinner here, but I'm hungry and I yeah. need food. <laughs> you, you, but you, you listen to your body. Like you, yeah, yeah. You, so you tried to tell her what to do and then you're like, okay, okay. I'm, I'm I, listening. And, and it, you really just feel uncomfortable. Like again, listeners, you'll understand when, when you get to a point where it's uncomfortable, that's when your body's trying to say, no, what are you doing? Like, I mean, I was shaking. I, I got really hot. Like, because one, the sun actually sort of came out, but it was just interesting. Like, everything starts telling you, what are you doing, idiot? Like, I need to stay alive. And and that's where you're at. I think that's really cool that you found that, though, because I I don't think I've ever pushed myself physically hard enough to find that that wall. I mean, that 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 where your body is at max, you're bonked and you're saying, look, like, 
I have to listen to my body. Something is telling me I got to relax. I got to calm down. I got to get some more nutrition. I got to take a break. Uh, I would, it makes sense that it was Tory Pines, but I think that uh, you're very lucky in that you've found that place for yourself. You've found that you've pushed your body so far that you understand its max capability because it means that for the rest of your life, especially if you continue doing this at least once a year, if not more, you will always know what you are capable of. And I think a lot of people don't truly know. I know for a fact, I'm not truly capable of what my, I'm not truly knowledgeable of what my cap my body's capable of. I think that's really cool that you have achieved that. And I think that's something that endurance athletes have a, a rare opportunity to see that in themselves and then see how much farther they can keep going at that peak. And I think we could, we always say you can go a little bit harder. You can go a little bit farther, but at that point, like you can't, you physically are tapped out. And I, I just think that's really, really cool. Um, so uh, moving on, I know that coming into the ride and I'm assuming after the ride, you're going to need to really recover, right? And so prepping, I'm imagining you focus on sleep hardcore before and I've got to think sleep is, is hardcore afterwards. So uh, what what do you do specifically with your sleep to help you prepare and recover? Yeah, I think sleep's a big one, man. Uh, I mean, so I'm huge on managing my activities throughout the day and how I eat and consume caffeine every single day so that I don't, and alcohol, so that I don't impact my sleep. Um, one, I would purge everything the day before. I, so this year I just, I didn't do caffeine on Friday. I didn't do alcohol on Friday and I tried to eat as clean as possible. Um, and that was just, you're not going to get it all during the event listeners. Mm -hmm. I, so I think in my mind, it's like, I always try and keep myself as the, the collar of the shots when it, when it comes to those things that I can control, like, like inputs, I can control inputs listeners mm -hmm. and, and. And everybody can. So so giving yourself, if, say you need, okay, say you're hardcore into caffeine, you need three days to detox, give yourself the three days because on the day, you don't need to be stopping at coffee. Like it's just gonna, like I personally, I know coffee is huge for rides and for social rides, I like coffee. Mm -hmm. But for events like this, where it's like, no, I've got a purpose here. I'm just trying to get max output out of my body getting all like you are going to be hyped up you're you're literally consuming sugar all the time because that's all you're really doing pick your poison of like what it is whether it's a solid liquid um you know gel all you're doing is giving yourself sugar to be able to maintain the effort the energy and if you're doing it hard like i do you're hitting it hard then you're that just means more sugar mm -hmm. <laughs> so like you don't I, I just find it um for myself but personally I just find it a little bit adding additional caffeine to that is like, now if it's a very, like sometimes there's a small amount, like 15 milligrams or something in these little products. Hey, that's not going to really do much, but like chugging a coffee for myself would be kind of detrimental. Cause I would mm -hmm. just, then I'd be like jittery and I don't know. I, I just, it, you're, you're, you're on something. <laughs> already <laughs> we we don't want that uh plus if anyone else is like me with coffee it, it's pretty much a quick trip to the bathroom after that so yeah that that's the other thing we're trying to avoid during Cor these events correct that's... you're doing your best to be able to stay on the bike. glad you glad you brought that one up sean yeah let's stay on the bike listeners i do not want to i don't want to take that that risk no. uh no 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 but yeah sleep so actually you sleep a lot better when you've purged everything out go figure so i actually slept well the night before i woke up i and i always set like a time this time i said all right 6 a.m i'm gonna get up and or i mean i got up at five but by 6 a.m i want to be on the road and i mm -hmm. think those are like the the other important things about the process is like setting a goal but then like don't mess around like yeah. get get on it first thing in the morning like it's amazing i kept saying to myself and i say this every time by 10 a.m., we were already at like mile mile 50, and I'm just going, man, this is unbelievable 
how much you can like to, to your credit what you said at the beginning sean doing that much on a bicycle even when you're the one doing it is like mm-hmm. kind of mind-blowing yeah. you're just you're kind of left going wait really i'm like i'm this far i mean we were practically in vista at 10 and i started in claremont and went to point loma to start that's where i had my first instagram video was at the point loma um, lighthouse so again like dude that's a long way <laughs> yeah yeah agreed that's no joke so it, it's just fun to kind of and that's why i love the bike i, I personally like that's my poison uh, anybody's welcome to try and do uh like i'd encourage the listeners to find the thing that works for them out of this um and and i would like to go through the building block tools that i have for yeah. that i currently love and that this, this is like my current favorite so one of the big ones sean you, you asked about it earlier i think in a re, re, it revolves around how do you build the mental stamina and the training like it becomes a training block as well is being consistent with whatever you're choosing so pick your hobby listeners i mean it could be skateboarding for all i know i mean maybe you want to be the first one to ride 100 miles on a skateboard or something i don't know like go go for it is what i would say but be consistent with that activity i've dedicated five years and and will continue to dedicate hours every week to cycling because i love it and i want to continue to be able to do things like this and i have more to do this year that we'll talk about later this episode not too much later soon no, no. <laughs> but be consistent with your with your said activity yeah i i think that 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 is something it's been a theme for us for 63 episodes i mean <laughs> be consistency is is key here even more so with what sounds like endurance athletics and training yourself and really pushing yourself to get into it and and the key here is finding something that you enjoy trying to become an endurance athlete in something that you don't enjoy to me just makes zero sense if you're just doing it to do it like it has to be something (laughs) that you like straight up enjoy like john and his bike i think that that makes it easier to be consistent so uh, i do really want to hear about this this current objective that you have and where you're trying to get this year but we're going to do a quick segment this is a new one for us it's called a It's Payday. So bum, bum, bum. it's coming out fresh, 6 a.m. Friday morning. You know, Let's right go. when that paycheck hits. So I'm curious, that John, paycheck. what what's what's something on your want list right now that you are investigating or saving up for, or just like this? This is what I need. That's investigating. Well, Sean, I got investigated. Let me just start off with that. Oh, I oh. actually had just bought a fresh shaving cream, a big. My favorite shaving cream. It's it's called the it's by the art of shaving. Yep, my brother uh, loves that stuff. Oh, it's so good. Got a got a fresh pot. I mean, it's like a pot mm-hmm. uh, off. But the thing is, it lasts you for like five years. That's the secret. But it's it's like a thirty dollar investment. Mm-hmm. Well, I I made the cardinal mistake, Sean. I tried to bring my fresh pot of shaving cream to Hawaii with me because I was like, I'm gonna do some shaving in Hawaii for some reason. <laughs> And I forgot the rule uh-huh. that this is more of a gel. You know, it's, it's, in fact, I had an old one that I think was solid. And it's sort of like, as you added water, it like yep. became more soft. But this one is more fluid-like. And, uh, and I I'm totally. I'm going to guess it was not under 3.5 ounces. Uh, it was not. It was about, <laughs> it was a pot. I mean, we're talking, this is like the six ounce pot. And uh, I just was like. It, no, it was probably like five ounces, the sweet spot where you really mm-hmm. get upset. And I legitimately, like the guy took it and I like, I had something to say about it because <laughs> that was my shaving. I just bought the, that is not a, a fluid. And he just, he just he said, do you want to go out and, and uh, check this? And I just went. Do you want to check your shaving cream? <laughs> I just went. I didn't even have a response. I, I think I just looked at my neighbor and went, it's always something with these guys. Always something. And I walked straight to my plane. And Allie was giggling the whole way. She was like, 
<laughs> so I need I need new shaving cream. Okay. Because um, <laughs> I got investigated. Yeah, you and did. now I'm now I have to do the investigation of more Amazon Prime. You ordering. got your stuff confiscated. I got I got confiscated <laughs> post investigation, and he was so happy to. I mean, they they when they get you, oh, like you they can love see it. you can see like like he wasn't outright grinning, but he was like, mm. like yeah, I'm getting my paycheck today. He's <laughs> like, I am saving America today, <laughs> and I was like. That's my sh- new shaving cream, right? No! But John, it could have been a bomb. That's right. It could have been. Thank you, TSA. Um, and I have another one, uh, something more fun, which is I've been investigating this game called Hi-Fi Rush, and it is a game off Steam that's on sale right now. Uh, recent reviews, overwhelmingly positive. But get this. It's the feel the beat as a wannabe rock star and his ragtag team, uh, Chai, sorry, Chai, apparently his name is Chai. Um, they fight against an evil megacore with rackus rhythm combat. So it's like rhythm and music-based combat. He's got Neat. like an electric guitar. Uh, come on, man. I mean, I'm the rhythm guy. You know <laughs> it. This is going to be unbelievable. It's on sale. So. You got to get it. You got to get it. On the, on the list. We gotta do what a about, screen screen grab of you playing it. You know, I we what, are putting that on the on the gram next <laughs> week for sure. Post stats. Live uh, up to your your rhythm rhythm name there. Okay, that that's I think those are both. High five rush. I think those are both really good things on the want list. Uh, for me right now, uh, you <laughs> Thanks, know, moving in, you're, you're, <laughs> moving into a new apartment. I'm going to be getting a new TV. Uh, so I'm looking at a 4K 55-inch TV from oh Costco. It's a really good price. Wow. Uh, but what I've heard is a lot of new TVs now, they're putting the speakers in the back of the TV to be able to save space and make them thinner and look nicer, which makes the sound quality really poor. Oh, yeah. I know that. So no. I'm, Terrible. I'm, I'm, Terrible. I'm in the market for a new sound bar with a subwoofer. So Kate has one that she really likes. I'm trying to find good deals at either Best Buy, Costco, Walmart, Target, wherever I can get it. Uh, so if anyone has any suggestions for a good sound bar. Vizio. Uh, Vizio, Vizio, my man. So that's the one that Kate has. They don't I've... sell the model that she has anymore. They're a little bit yeah, more expensive now. So I'm 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 trying to find it, but I know that it's going to be something I got to get because I, I want to have good sound. You know, I yeah. want to enjoy my TV, especially yeah. with when I'm be moving to this apartment, you know, on my own. I've got a PS5. I'm going to be playing games on the, a 4K TV. You know, I'm, I'm gonna have headphones on when I'm playing the game, though. But when I'm just watching TV, Netflix, watching movies, or whatever it is, I don't want to have wimpy sound where I can't hear them. So I, I'm gonna have to get myself a soundbar. But that that is uh, my it's payday uh, something on my want list. All right. Nice man. Yeah. What I can't wait to see this TV and this setup and this. Wow, you have. I know we're gonna once, have the pad once I get the place set up. Uh, yeah, I've got to have you come over so we can we can grab beers, we can do whatever, and we can christen it with a fresh How to Hobby podcast live from the Bennett residence in San Diego. I can't wait. I know. I I can't wait either. I'm stoked. All right, this so is, we're gonna get this is great. I know. I'm, I'm excited. All right, we're gonna go and get back into it tonight. So uh, we've talked about the keys to success. We've talked about your building up tools. Now we're going to go through current objectives for you and then your all-time favorite tools. So I'm curious, now that you've hit this milestone, I mean, three years in a row of hitting a century, which I knew doesn't know it's doing over 100 miles on the bike. What, where do you go from here? Like what, what are your current goals to try and try and hit? Man, Sean, I'm so glad you asked. This is, this is great. Um, Well, I have to say it listeners. I have way more in the tank. This, this century this year was, I don't like to say anything's easy because it, it's not that it's easy, but man, I had a lot to give and I think my training blocks are paying off. Uh, riding, you know, hundred averaging about a hundred miles a week over time has just been great. The heat here in Phoenix, the being able to ride in the Southwest every single day of your life, if you want to, uh, is great going in my sauna. That's an oh, that's my other secret training tip. I go into the garage. We have a we have a exercise bike, and okay. I just ride for like thirty minutes in the heat of summer. Nice. <sighs> is your your so your garage is your sauna? Yeah, literally. I mean, that is my sauna, and I'm doing oh, athletics cool. inside. So 
it's like a secret. And I'm telling you, there's a couple endurance riders out of Tucson, man. I'm telling you. And he actually, Keegan Swenson, I, I mentioned, he just mm-hmm. won Unbound, which is a 200-mile race on Saturday, same day as I was doing mine. S- sorry to spoil it, listeners. But he's out of Tucson. And this guy, man, he just, he's killing it right now. And that's that's what I'm talking about. AZ, let's go. But there's some good stuff out here, listeners. So we gotta we gotta rep it. If you're a bike rider out of uh, Arizona, you know, let's let's come together. So uh, I have a big one, Sean. 150 mile day ride is my next, and I know I'm doing it solo. Yeah, because okay, the thing okay. is, this this is the thing. I you can't. There's not many people I know that want to do this. In mm-hmm. fact, I asked a couple buddies and they were like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> so I'm going to be doing this alone. Um, I'm just going to be going out by myself, which is fine. Uh, and I'm just going to do 150 miles. I don't know when it will be. I think I'll probably have to do like a 3 a.m. start time to okay. get it done here because I inevitably it's really hot right now. But my, and this is in preparation, listeners, for my later on year task, which is lowest to highest challenge. So I'm glad this one felt good because if it didn't, I'd be nervous for where I'm going this, the end of this year in October, which is 120 mile bike ride to then summiting Whitney, which is like the, that's like putting everything that I've done over the last five years together in a perfect bag of pain. And you better believe Sean, I will be in pain in that. Uh When I, when I do that, there's no way I won't be in pain. And I've got my hands up. Like, I'm, <laughs> I look like a ghost, like Haunter. <laughs> oh, man. Pokemon. So that's my, uh, that's my current objective. It's in sight. I've got, I've already got my permits. It's going to happen. Hey, are you going to be on my uh, sag wagon? Are you going to be following me in your car? I haven't been invited yet. I, well, you're invited officially. Oh, okay. I, we well, talked about it last time. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. Okay. I forgot. Well, well I, count, we're, count me in. I'll send you the dates. Okay. okay I'll send you do. the dates. It's going to be, um, a Thursday. I would say it's a Thursday through Friday commit. Okay. Okay. So I'll send you the dates on that, but okay, yeah, send them my way. It sounds good. I, I, I think it'd be really fun and you have a great Subaru adventure car. So it'd work really well. <laughs> I I'm, I'm down. So, uh, yeah, let's send me the dates. So 150 miles. I think that that to me sounds like an an attainable goal for you. And I think that's crazy to say like 150 mile day ride sounds attainable. I think that that's impressive, but uh, (laughs) I think that this is a cool (laughs) one because you're, you're not going straight out. I want to do like 250 miles, right? You're, you're pushing yourself, but you're finding something that's still attainable. You're not going to kill yourself to try and get it, but it's still a really good goal to push for. I, I think that's a perfect objective for wanting to, to do stuff like this. Well, it's that to be real, that's seven hours of hard riding. Mm-hmm. You can't, again, you can't sleep on the, like, I, I know I'm kind of making light of a hundred miles slightly. Like I said, it wasn't that, but it's still hard. It's still very hard. Like you get off the bike and you are like, thank God I'm off the bike. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's an amazing euphoric experience and, and the food you're just like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's great, but I ate two dinners. I mean, you can pretty much just, that's the beauty too. Like for everybody that loves to eat, these are great because you can mm-hmm. just get to eat and eat and eat. <laughs> and I mean, you can just do it until everything kind of shuts down. So that's, that's a positive. Um, but yeah, we'll finish up here with my all time favorite tool. And I think it'll go to no surprise listeners. It's the one that got me into this in the first place, which is my bicycle. I started riding coming out of college and uh, let's see, actually I was given a bike. So I originally Sean, my first endurance event was actually with a group of guys where I found myself on the side of the road, cramping on the way up and on the way down. And I had to call my buddy's dad to, to literally pick me up in his truck. Mm. Um, and I was riding a Gary Fisher mountain bike and I said, wow, that was really fun. Except for the fart, the the fart, it was a fart. (laughs) except for the part where I imploded. And these guys were like smoking me. I mm-hmm. mean, I every it was literally, and they didn't care. That was the best part. 
<laughs> and they literally were like, John, come on. Every time I caught up, boom, there they go again. I, I mean, they would just wait for me to get there and then boom, like without, you know, they were not even, that was my favorite part about the whole experience because it was so raw. It was so like, there was no like, hey, John, how you doing? It was just boom, there they go. Boom, there they go. I catch up, <laughs> boom. And they were going, so we went from La Mesa to Del Mar. Okay. And, and well, that's what they did. I did not make it there. I made it down Torrey Pines and then up a little bit of the hill and they were already on their way back. And then I was like, oh, I think that's them. So then I came on back around and then went right back up Torrey Pines. I made it to right in front of Carl Strauss in okay, off Santa okay. Fe yep. in, uh, in Pacific Beach. And that is where, oh, they just left me. I, <laughs> I, I'm not joking. They, they straight up were gone. I just like John's dead. Leave him. <laughs> they straight up dropped me. I mean, I think back now, this is amazing because I've never actually dropped anybody. Like I'm a pretty nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, these guys just straight up. Uh, and, and I don't think I even had like, this is like back seven years ago when cell phones and, you know, like yeah, a little spotty 3g, mm-hmm. you know, 3g, like, Ah, whatever. So I didn't get it. I mean, I think somebody maybe called me or texted me. Hey, man, you okay? I just said, hey, man, not going to make it. Uh, I'm I'm dying. I'm bowing out. Yep. I'm bowing they out. Said, they said, yep, sounds good, John. Bye. <laughs> We're already over here. We're home. But anyway, so that was my entrance into the, uh, the world. And I got gifted an actual road bike after that. It was a Peugeot, a Teal Peugeot. French bicycle company, also automaker, uh, still performing at the Le Mans 24 hour, which is, uh, I think tomorrow or this weekend, which is an amazing endurance. Speaking of endurance an endurance auto race, Ooh. Le Mans 24 hour race, which is on my bucket list. I want to go and, uh, yep. This Saturday, 7 AM to Sunday, June 11th, 7 AM, 24 hours of man and machine dominating the streets of the French countryside on a 11-mile circuit. It is unbelievable. It's the craziest auto race ever, and I highly recommend the two documentaries on 24 Hours of Le Mans. But the bike, Sean, it's it's my it's my favorite tool, always will be. Until I get on the uh, 24-hour endurance Le Mans race circuit, I think it'll be my favorite tool. I, I think that that's a good, a great favorite tool. I know that it's something that I want to get into more. Uh, I think I'm just going to have to honestly go get a big granny seat for my bike because it's one Do of the it. things that's keeping me from doing it is, you know, just the the pain of doing it. And I, I'm like, oh, my butt hurts. I don't really want to ride anymore. So I think I might go to Trek or one of the other mom and pop shops and just get a I, big fat granny let seat me, let, so I well, can get let the me endurance up. Give you a record. Brooks. Brooks, Brooks. Saddles. Okay. 100% it's a it's a leather saddle. It'll okay. be painful to break in at first. But again, okay. just little efforts. Like start riding around the neighborhood. Yep. Um let me see if I can find it for you and I'll put it in the link. But uh yeah, Brooks out of England. Okay. Uh, that is like the touring saddle company. Okay. Okay. Like it's great. It's it's really comfortable apparently. But again, do your research. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm like the stick guy. Like I have literally the little arrow one uh-huh. and it's great. Little little bit of gel, just a little bit of gel, just a little bit of pad. <laughs> I can't I can't imagine uh that right now. I know I could eventually work up to it, but for now I think you can go get granny seat. But I, I think that the bike being your all time favorite tool makes a lot of sense. It's the thing that, you know, allowed you entry into this crazy world of endurance athletics. And I think that it's been really, really cool and a pleasure listening to you talk about your journey here and the, the tips, tricks, keys and to success and you know all of your tools that you use. I think that this is really encouraging to a lot of other people to also know, even if they're not at this level, they can be one day and it just takes consistency and effort and keep working towards it. And I just think it's, it's really, really cool. And I just want to thank you for letting us kind of, let me kind of pick your brain a little bit and teaching us the, the world of endurance athletics. Well, I thank you for being willing to go along with me on this crazy journey and uh, and being a great 
the leader this this evening ask it to be in, be in the interviewer of the century while I took on the century. So this is this is wonderful. Uh, listeners, we want to thank you for listening, as always, and for being a part of the How to Hobby podcast family, joining us on the platform, wherever you're taking in or uh, listening to this content. If you wouldn't mind just giving us a, a five-star review, a, a follow, and maybe even share with some of your, your best friends. We would just really appreciate that. And if you have questions regarding the world of endurance athletics, you want to compare tips, man, this is getting me excited. I don't know if you can tell. I'm a very passionate endurance athlete at this moment mm-hmm. because I just got off the bike and it was awesome. So let's let's nerd out. Sean, get that saddle. Great job tonight, and good luck finding your sound bar. Uh, I'm going to get my shaving cream, and we're going to call it a week. But until next time, listeners, you know where to find us on the How to Hobby Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How to Hobby Podcast. We hope you enjoyed what you've heard, and if you did, please don't hesitate to give us a five-star review and or follow us wherever you digest your podcast. We'll catch you next time, and wherever you are, we wish you the best. Thanks for listening.